Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Lauren Fox Griffith about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a cocktail hour in Italy at Epcot and a reception at American Adventure Rotunda. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Lauren. Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Walt Disney World. Well, everyone that knows me knows I love Disney, Disney World. I go very often. It's a huge part of my life. So I think there were a lot of assumptions made that this was some lifelong dream of mine to get married at Disney World. But that wasn't true. In fact, and this may come as a shock to those people, and it's even shocking for me to say this because I don't know how this was possible, but I didn't even know about Disney weddings. I had no idea all my life that this was an option. And it wasn't until Thanksgiving 2017, so almost four years ago exactly, some of my family went down to Disney World for the holiday, for vacation. And while we were there, one of my brothers proposed to his now wife and I recorded it. I posted on social media and just for fun, I attached different hashtags to it like Disney bride, Disney engagement. And I remember thinking when I got home from that trip that I should click on these hashtags to see other proposals from Disney World. And I guess I kind of went down the rabbit hole because next thing I knew, I came across these photos of a wedding reception inside the American Adventure in Epcot. And that right there is how I discovered Disney's fairy tale weddings. And I was floored. And all these questions were just flooding my head. And I needed to find the answers out. So I pretty much jumped right into research mode. I wasn't engaged yet, but I was just so fascinated by this. And over the next few weeks and months, came across different Instagrams. And then I found your book, Carrie, and this very podcast. So I just have to say the fact that years later, I am now on it and talking about my own wedding. This is just the coolest thing ever. Um, but anyway, I eventually threw the idea out to my then boyfriend and we spent you know, casually the next few months talking about it. This was not an overnight decision, probably by the following summer. So 2018, we were like, okay, yeah, when the time comes, this is what we want to do. We got engaged the following June, 
And we were well outside the booking time frame with Disney. So we just kind of enjoyed being engaged for a while and brought my mom and dad into the mix because it was very important that they were on board and involved. And once they were, it was pretty much a go from there. So that's how it all happened. That's fantastic. So your mom and dad were on board. How did the rest of your family and friends react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? We were really lucky. I mean, overall, everyone responded really positively to it, happy, supportive. What we didn't expect, though, was just how many people, and I really mean a lot of people, were downright giddy over this. They, <laughs> and people that we didn't even expect to be. They were so happy, so excited, wanted to be so involved. Every time we were there with them, they wanted to talk about it. And here we were trying to be that couple that talked about things other than just ourselves and our, our wedding. And they that took that fear away from us because they all they wanted to do was talk about our wedding. So it was so much fun. We really fed off their excitement. And that excitement really lasted the whole engagement, which meant even more to us, especially once COVID hit and wedding planning wasn't fun anymore. And it became a time of uncertainty and frustration and heartbreak and disappointment. And we never asked this of people, but we still had so many people be supportive and or show empathy and still show genuine interest in everything. And even my mom and dad, this was supposed to be an exciting time for them. And their friends were being so wonderful to them and still trying to make them feel special and show, again, just genuine interest and excitement and everything. So overall, we were we were very lucky. We never felt alone on this journey. There were a lot of family and friends that really went through this all with us. That's so wonderful. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to be there? We invited about 200 and we had 134 guests come. Wow. Considering what's going on in the world, that's amazing. We were shocked. Like we did not expect anything close to that. When we gave our kind of worst case scenario to our planner with our BEO, it was way lower than that. So we, we definitely were not expecting that number, but we were thrilled. Like seeing 134 of your family and friends in your favorite place for your wedding, especially like you said, with everything going on. Oh my gosh. It was, it was so special. That's fantastic. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. We picked one resort per tier. So our value resort was All-Star Movies. Our moderate was Coronado Springs. And our deluxe was Beach Club. Got it. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? Day of the week was interesting because we, this was not our original date. We did postpone due to COVID and our first date was in April of 2021 and that was the Saturday. And at that point we only considered Saturdays more so out of convenience for our guests. We didn't want people to have to take off and they could just fly in and out for the weekend if need be. But when we postponed, we knew we were going to have to be more flexible because we were trying to do fall of 21 and you have all the couples trying to book the first time. You have all the postponed couples. Now we have to worry about our vendor schedules. And from the start, Disney told us that we couldn't book on a Friday or Saturday because of Food and Wine Festival. So then we were like, okay, that's fine. We'll just go for a Sunday. And there was one particular Sunday in November that we wanted, but we didn't get it. So we were kind of like, right, now what? So my then fiance suggested, why don't we just ask about some Mondays? You know, we kind of have to just go with the flow with these days. So we did. And the one that was available was November 8th. 
We quickly asked all of our vendors. They were all available. So we took it. I have to say, though, I was not sure how I felt about it at first, but I quickly got over that and I ended up loving the idea of us getting married on a Monday. It really was so perfect for us looking back. And the time of day with our venue, you typically, the traditional time is 7.30 p.m. for a ceremony. But we kind of heard through the grapevine, it's not, they don't really talk about it, but we kind of heard from other couples that they got married at 5 p.m. And we immediately wanted that instead because we liked the idea of more of the wedding day being the wedding itself. And the other big reason was receptions are typically four hours and we wanted to extend it by an hour and make it five hours. And if we did that with the later ceremony time, we probably would have been ending at three in the morning and we just didn't want to do that to our guests. So we were able to still have the five hour reception easily and end at what I think is a reasonable wedding time to, to end. <laughs> now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? Oh my gosh, I'm so obsessed with our venues. So from the start, we knew that we wanted our wedding to be very personal, a direct reflection of who we are and who, you know, how much we love each other, how much we love Disney and really showcase the best that Disney has to offer. And we felt what better way to do that by picking our venues and all our venues just literally checked off every box imaginable. So starting with our reception, it was at the American Adventure Rotunda. That really went back to me finding those pictures on Instagram years earlier I just knew when I saw those pictures, if I ever did a wedding there, that's just, that is me. I ha It would have to be there. But even the more we talked about it, the whole idea of getting married in a park, giving our guests that in-park experience, it was like, where else are they going to get that? And Epcot's our favorite park. Um, it, it, and also just America. We love the American Adventure show. We would go there a lot over the years. And um it just seemed so perfect for us, even the look of it. It's it's gorgeous. It's elegant. It's different than the typical catering hall look, but I think it's still timeless. And it worked for our guest size. So overall, it was just perfect. And then with our cocktail hour being in Italy, obviously logistics, it's right next door. So it just made sense to do it there. But also from a sentimental standpoint, we knew we had to include Italy somehow because that bridge, the marbled bridge in Italy, was always very meaningful to me. It was where my family would watch Illuminations, and that was our favorite part of going to Disney. So we were very upset when it was going away, but it became even more special because that's where my then fiance he proposed to me on that bridge. So it instantly became even more important to us. And then for our wedding, it was like, oh my gosh, and now we could have it be a part of our wedding. And it really ended up being the most, one of the most special parts of the day, standing on that bridge, kind of taking a step back and going, oh my gosh, I'm in a wedding dress. You're in a tux. We just got married. We're surrounded by all our family friends here. And it was just one of the most overwhelming, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. It was just such a wonderful moment. So naturally, Italy had to be a part of our wedding as well. And then for our ceremony, that was at the wedding pavilion. And when we used to describe how we wanted our wedding to look and feel, we used to say the words romantic, elegant, dreamy, fairy tale. And that to us just describes the wedding pavilion 
in a few words, we wanted our guests to walk in and feel like they were being transported into a dream, into a fairy tale. I know I felt that way when those doors opened. I just, I love our venues. They were so perfect for us, but also so perfectly us. So it it was great. That's wonderful. Did you use any outside vendors for your event? We did. We used the Roots for Photography, which is funny because those pictures I found years earlier when I discovered Disney Weddings, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, these are, not only was I shocked that, oh my gosh, you can have a wedding in Disney, but these were some of the most gorgeous wedding photos I had ever seen in my life. And I noticed, oh, they're photographer, oh, they're called Root Photography, I'll have to remember that. So when we got engaged, it was like, there was no other option. We talked to them. They, we didn't talk to anyone else. We had to have them. And we did. And they were fantastic. For video, we used Key Moment Films. And they were also just amazing. We used Stacey Otto for hair and makeup. And again, just wonderful. My girls and me, I thought, looked gorgeous. And then we used an outside vendor for personal floral. And we used Leaf and Blossom Co. for, for that. How did you decide to go with an outside vendor for personal floral? Well, I had a very large bridal party. I think if I had a smaller one, I probably would have said, oh, let me just use Disney. But when I noticed how different the pricing was outside, and again, with how big the bridal party was, it was going to make a big difference. So that was a pretty easy decision for us. Got it. How did you choose your officiant? So we used Catherine Tia Mundy, and we found her online. And we had come up with a few different names of officiants that we found, but she was the first one we reached out to, and we had a Skype or FaceTime call with her, and we loved her. I knew through the whole call I loved her so much. But we still had plans to talk to other people, and when we hung up, my then fiance, Rob, turns to me. He's like, I'm not talking to anyone else. I love her. We have to have her. And I was perfectly fine with that. I loved her too. So I was like, all right, she's our officiant. And she was amazing. We had so many compliments. And like I said earlier, we wanted our wedding to be really personal. And she made our ceremony so personal. People were crying the whole time. We were crying. Like it was just, we were all a mess. The whole ceremony was so great. <laughs> Did you add any kind of entertainment to the reception? We did. We had a DJ. We used JW. And again, we got so many compliments on him. The dance floor was packed the entire time. And I would say bringing our guests out to see Harmonious during the reception is a pretty big form of entertainment. So we did that. And that was a surprise to our guests, which actually the whole wedding was a surprise. They had no idea the venues or anything. So we we really wanted to give our guests a magical surprise-filled weekend. That's wonderful. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? Oh my gosh, yes. Everything was so good. Starting with our cocktail hour, it was just everything was so great. We had these bacon-wrapped scallops. They were with a Thai sweet chili sugar glaze that were great. We had chicken waffle fritters with maple syrup. We did the poached Granny Smith apple and brie quesadillas. We did the cheeseburger spring rolls that came with the curry tomato cream. 
We had Korean spiced beef with sesame onion jam. And then we did these little lobster clubs that had a saffron aioli on them. And then we did shrimp cocktail bites on an olive oil crouton. And everyone was raving about our cocktail hour, which was definitely a concern for at least my fiance because we're from New York, specifically Long Island. And we know everyone has very high expectations for cocktail hour there. So the fact that everyone was raving just uh, made our night even better. And then for our reception, we had the first course was a strawberry and frisee salad. And that was really, really good. And I'm so glad we did that because we were trying to go for a more elegant dinner, an elegant wedding. And I think that's just such a huge step above a regular garden salad or Caesar salad. And it was really light and just, it was so nice. I'm really glad we went with that salad as our first course. And then for our dinner, we gave them four options and I talked to people that got each of them and everyone loved everything. Everything came out piping hot and it was so great. We had a filet mignon with the green peppercorn sauce. We did a salmon with a lemon butter sauce. We did a chicken that was marinated in different herbs like rosemary, thyme, lemon, and lavender. And then we also did a vegetarian dish and we did the freeform cauliflower lasagna. And then for our sides, we picked the champagne risotto and just some seasonal vegetables, which were all really good. And then our cake, oh my gosh, our cake was amazing. <laughs> we picked two flavors. Like I don't even know how I'm supposed to wait for our one-year anniversary. I think I have to uh, somehow find it before then. We picked lavender cake with a raspberry mousse and raspberry jam as the first layer. And then we did an almond cake with the churro filling as the next layer. And then they just alternated because we had a, a four-tier cake. Got it. Okay. Now, did you add any other events around your wedding, like a welcome party? Yes. We had a full wedding weekend. Two days before the wedding, uh, Saturday, November 6th, was our welcome party. And that it was at the Yacht Club. Everyone was invited to that. So I would say if we had 134 people at the wedding, maybe 115 to 120 came to that. And then the day before the wedding, we had our rehearsal. So just for immediate family, bridal party, and their significant others. We did the rehearsal itself at Seabreeze Point at the boardwalk. And then we went into Epcot and had our dinner at the Living Seas. And then at the end of the night, we surprised our guests again and brought them over to Soren for a ride mix-in. And it was the best weekend of my entire life. Before the wedding even got there, I was just saying, this is the best weekend ever. Everything went so perfectly. <laughs> what spot did you use at the Yacht Club for your welcome party? <laughs> that was a, a whole story. We were booked at the Yacht Club Marina, but that day... Disney didn't make this decision. We actually made the decision to move it inside because it was it was too cold that day. We were not expecting that. But what was so great about that, we were very upset because the Yacht Club Marina, the boardwalk's our favorite resort, and we wanted to give our guests that whole view of the boardwalk, again, making it personal to us and why we love Disney so much. So we were upset to move it in, but our planner called us, I don't know, about an hour before it was starting and told us that we were originally supposed to go into the Newport ballroom. 
And she said she had called over there. Nothing was going on. So she asked to have it moved to the Asbury Rotunda. She just felt that it would be better than just a room, you know, with four walls. It had windows and a patio. People could go outside if they wanted to, which we were very thankful that she did that. What we didn't know, though, is when we got there, we not only had that whole space, we had the whole space to the right of it where all the doors are to go into the additional ballrooms and conference rooms. And then we had the entire ballroom to the right of that. So we had three huge rooms just for us. Everybody was thrilled. So the second we walked in, all of our sadness about giving up that location went away because we just saw how happy everybody was and everyone was warm and dry and the way they set everything up they had the bar in the first room and the food in the second room and then all the tables in the third room it worked out so nicely and, and everyone was just so happy to be there we realized it didn't matter where we were it was just it was the greatest night oh, that's wonderful can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran Yes. So we got ready at the boardwalk and our hair and makeup showed up at 7.30 a.m. And we did that all morning. We did a private first look still at the boardwalk around 1.30 or 2 o'clock p.m. And then everyone got into different transportation. I took a limo with my parents and Rob went on a bus with the bridal party and everyone else over to the Grand Floridian for pictures. We did bridal party pictures first, then immediate family, then just the two of us until, I don't know, maybe about four. And then Rob went on the bus with everybody to go to the wedding pavilion. And I was picked up with my mom and dad by the Landau coach, which was amazing. I'm so glad we did that and chose that coach. And even though I mentioned earlier that our ceremony was the 5 p.m. slot, we actually asked if we could start it earlier because we found out about a security check that was gonna have to happen a few months before the wedding was when we found out and we asked if we could change our ceremony time to a little bit earlier. So I think we ended up starting around 4:45 instead. And then the ceremony ended right at 5:30 on the dot. And we went over, took some pictures at picture point while our guests lined up for the exit. And then we did our rose petal exit, which was so great. We got into the Landau coach and our guests saw us off and then they went into the buses the cocktail hour was supposed to be from 6.30 to 7.30 with our reception from 7.30 to 11.30 and then we extended it to 12.30. But there is a little bit of a hiccup with our security. So it ended up starting the cocktail hour about 20 minutes later than that. But we never lost time with anything else. So everything just got extended. So we had our cocktail hour from maybe 6.50 or so to 7.50 then the reception started right at 8 o'clock. We did our entrances, first dance, some general dancing. We sat down for our dinner. And then at 9.30, we kind of surprised everyone saying, you're going out to see fireworks. The fireworks started at 9.45, and about 20 minutes later, they're done. We go back inside. We did our cake cutting, father-daughter dance, mother-son dance. And then we did the best man speech, matron of honor speech, and then had an epic dance party the rest of the night that ended with a confetti cannon. (laughs) (laughs) And I would be interested to know how you, because you mentioned that you were so glad you chose the Landau coach. How did you choose that over Cinderella's glass coach? 
we were thinking of doing Cinderella's coach for a while. I wasn't sure if it was something that was worth fighting for, if that makes sense. Like I was, I would have done it, but I didn't know if it was really worth it. My fiance wasn't crazy about it. So it was just like, "Ah, I don't know, you know, it's a lot of money to have one of you not be crazy about the idea. He was willing to do it for me. I know that, but it was pretty last minute. It was maybe a month or so, if that before the wedding that I asked just out of curiosity, is the Landau coach available? If not, I was perfectly fine to do something else. And our planner told us it was available. So we grabbed it. And I remember thinking, you know, this will probably be really nice. I just didn't realize I'm so glad we ended up with that coach instead, in all honesty, because it's such a classic romantic look. We definitely, I kept saying, I feel like Kate and William right now. It was just so, you really feel like Royals in that coach. And it's nice because it's open. So you can see everybody, everyone can see you. It really set the tone. I think even just being in it with my parents, I remember we got in it and my dad was like, this is a fairy tale. Like this is such a fairy tale day. So I think it really set the tone for what the rest of the day was going to be. And we just loved having our, our guests kind of standing all around us and waving to us and cheering for us as we drove off. And yeah, I'm just so glad we went with that coach. (laughs) Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Well, definitely number one was food and drink. We wanted to make sure our guests were very well fed and whatever they wanted to drink, they could get. So that was definitely where the majority of the budget went. Because remember, we had three events, not just one. So we wanted to really make sure each event, there were things that were different about it and just make sure that everyone could find something that they wanted to eat, but it'd still be kind of elevated versions of some classic foods. So that's definitely where the majority of the money went. That was the most important part to us. The next part I would say is photo and video. We were not going to skimp out on that at all. That's our memories. And we know that the vendors we picked are just such high-end, great-quality photographers and videographers that for us, it was just so worth it. And then floral and decor was definitely very important to us. We Again, we weren't going to skimp out on that either. I had a vision for how I wanted the reception to look, and we definitely wanted to make that happen. Floral and decor, if there was ways we could kind of scaled back on other things, we would do that. Like we really didn't do much floral and decor at our welcome party or our rehearsal because we wanted the wedding to be the main event. And I would say the next thing was probably my dress. I did a custom dress with Haley Page at Kleinfeld. I was, the dress was so important to me. We put so much into it and just customizing it so that it was everything I wanted It really was me in a dress. So that was very, very important to me. That's wonderful. Now, what aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? I don't know if there's anything I could say that wasn't as important to us. I mean, even the smaller details, even if they were things we knew, maybe our guests wouldn't notice. It was things we would notice or it was ways, again, to make it more personal to us. So everything was still, you know, very important to us. But I... Again, like I said, with floral and decor being, it was definitely a big item for us. But if it was probably the part of the wedding where if there were things where it was like, oh, this might not make a difference, 
you know, especially during the cocktail hour or the fireworks, it was dark by the time we got there. So we didn't need to have elaborate, elaborate centerpieces on those tables. We still had nice ones, but it was a way for us to not maybe go overboard and just focus on the things that were really going to be seen and affect our guests' experience. Got it. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is such a torturous question. Well, of course the ceremony, like nothing can beat that. You know, that's the most important part of the day was getting married. The vows, the whole thing was just so beautiful. So if I could cheat a little and say some other things besides the ceremony, I loved our first look. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. We actually did our first look a little bit differently. I know a lot of people do it where the groom is facing the other way and the bride taps on the shoulder and he turns around. We did it where he was facing me the whole time. So there was still that effect of me walking, you know, essentially down the aisle to him. We did it over by the, uh, inside of the boardwalk where that staircase is down to the cottages over there so I still had like this grand walk to him down the staircase and he sobbed like absolutely sobbed during it and it was just so nice because we actually got to talk to each other and hug and kiss and say how was your morning with the guys how was your morning with the girls oh my gosh can you believe we're about to do this and have that private time that so many couples really don't get during their wedding day I would vouch for a first look to anybody So that was amazing. Another thing we loved was walking through the park to Italy or to America back and forth. And it was during park hours. So there were all the Epcot day guests around. I was not expecting the cheering, the screaming, the applause, the congratulations. It was so much fun for their reactions that I really didn't expect that. That was really, really great. And then the last memory I will mention was the end of our reception was the last dance. And I'm actually going to try and get through this without crying, but we picked the song or technically I picked it and asked Rob if it was okay. And he was more than willing to let that happen. And we used the song dance again by Jennifer Lopez, which is a song that has always been very meaningful to me. And it goes back about 10 years ago. I was diagnosed with a chronic illness, very, physically painful, turned my life upside down. It was a very lonely time in the beginning, barely left my house, let alone my bed. And it was back when she was still a judge on American Idol. And there was this one night where she performed the song. And I remember before she did it, she said, always remember you will live, you will love, and you will dance again. And for some reason, that just immediately uplifted me and made me feel like this is just, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to find that love and, and be happy again and quote unquote dance again. And it immediately became my anthem and all of my friends, it, they just knew it as my song. I would, throughout my rest of my twenties, we would dance to it in backyard parties or at bars, we would request it. And I knew the whole dance and everything. But at that point in time, I decided this is going to be the final song played at my wedding if and when it ever comes because I wanted that full circle moment where I could look and say, here, look, I'm, I made it. I got through this. So I requested that song and I still go through this stuff right now. I, I, I'm not completely through it, but when that song came on, 
I just had this out-of-body experience where I could go back in time and I just wanted to hug that younger version of me and say, like, look, we've like we made it, we're here. I have the love of my life here, the best thing that's ever happened to me. I couldn't have imagined a wedding day like this in my favorite place on earth with all of our friends and family here dancing to this song. And the thing was, no one there really I don't think anybody there, maybe my, you know, my now husband and my parents and a couple of my friends know the story, but no one else knew why that song was played and why it's so important to me or that it was important to me at all. But it was just such a joy filled moment where I I just felt I had this, I made it moment where it was like, I I got through this and kind of look where I am now. And it was just so, so emotional. And the last part of the song, we had the confetti cannon go off and again it was just like going out with a bang everyone started cheering and screaming and oh my gosh it was it was just the most overwhelmingly emotional and happy moments for me <laughs> that's amazing I'm trying to uh get I'm a little verklempt. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> so I hate asking this question next, but <laughs> <laughs> did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Yes, something still went wrong. It was the perfect day, but something still went wrong. If you remember earlier, I mentioned that our whole cocktail hour and reception timeline got pushed back a bit. So basically what happened was we were told a few months before the wedding that our guests were going to have to go through security at the International Gateway in order to enter the park. We heard that and we were immediately not happy with it at all because we have a lot of guests with mobility issues. We didn't want to make them do all that extra walking And we were also worried about time. And we kept asking very nicely, is there another option? We understood the the need for security, but is there something else that can be done closer to like basically where we're being dropped off? And we were told that we could do a canine unit eventually, which I now know is being offered to other couples as well. So they offered that to us and we were thrilled because the canine unit was going to be right where the buses dropped everybody off in backstage America. So we were getting to cocktail hour a little bit later than everyone else. It was supposed to start at 630. And I think we arrived, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes afterwards. And we pull up and it's funny because we were in the limo going, oh, I wonder what everyone's saying right now and how everyone reacted. Because again, no one knew where they were going. And we pull up and Rob goes, oh my God, they're still on the buses. And I look out and sure enough, I see heads on the buses. So we kind of went into panic mode at that point. So a coordinator came over to us and told us that the canine unit hadn't shown up yet. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, so what's going to happen here? Because also I'm thinking cocktail hour was supposed to start already. So what, what are we going to do? I have all these thoughts flooding through my head. And I mean, within a minute of us getting there, the canine unit showed up. People started immediately getting off the bus. They ushered us into America because I needed to get my dress bustled and I wanted to see the room first anyway. So within a minute after we got in there, our coordinator came in the room and she said, just so you know, everyone's in Italy now. It's because we were then worried how long this is going to take. They were all there. Everything was fine. But now we're thinking, okay, time wise, I don't want to have us just lose 20 minutes of our cocktail hour 
So what we decided to do was just extend everything. We even asked, well, can we extend our reception at the back end? Because it was supposed to end at 1230. And we were concerned with the fireworks time starting and dinner. And we still wanted dancing before dinner. It ended up being perfectly fine. Even with us starting our reception at 8 o'clock, we had enough time for all the entrances to do some dancing, still have dinner, and make it out. I will say Disney did an amazing job to fix this. They even said we were kind of the guinea pig with this. We were the first wedding they ever tried this with. And it turned out they just went to the wrong parking lot. So it just if they were there when we got there, it would have been perfect. Because once they were there, it went so smoothly. But we were definitely nervous we wanted our guests to be happy so we were in america about we knew they were out there already and we just wanted to make sure they were not miserable after sitting on the bus for 20 minutes we get to italy and we realized a lot of people didn't even know what happened they (laughs) figured that it was just part of the night they just had to wait on the bus for a little bit everyone was so happy so rob and i at that point we were like you know what we're forgetting about this we're dropping this we didn't want this to ruin the rest of our night And we did. And everyone was happy and everyone immediately was raving about the food. So, I mean, it was when I look back at it, it was really just like a 20 minute delay in the whole scheme of the wedding. And at the time, it seemed like a catastrophe, but it really was fine. And in the night, nothing felt like a a rush, like we didn't lose time with anything. So it was it was still the perfect night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm still hung up on the part about the canine unit because doggies. How is that supposed to work? Well, I think it was if you go to Disney Springs and you notice there's usually an officer security guard standing there with a dog. I think it really was that that they were there were just a few officers there with some with their dogs and the guests were just going to walk right by them and if they sniffed anything out, they would react. I never even considered that. I remember we kept asking, isn't there someone that could be backstage with wands? Or can we have a portable metal detector back there or something? And when they told us about the canine units, we were thrilled with that because it would have saved even more time. Because a wand, you still have to stop each person. And it didn't sound like that's what happened at all. Because by the time we saw them show up, and then we get to America and our coordinator is in the room with us a minute later. She said they were all in Italy already. You know, yeah. it had it happened. So once they were there, it was a very fast process. So, it, yeah, if, if besides them just not being there on time, it was a perfect seamless process. Okay, that's a great tip. Now, was there anything about the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or was stressing you out and then it turned out not to be? I will say that after everything we went through with COVID, once we knew this date was going to happen, we basically said, we're done stressing. We're not going to stress at all. But there were a couple of things that were at least on our minds. I won't say we stressed about it, but one thing, especially for, for my fiance, he was very concerned, and I was too, about the flow of the day. We didn't want anything to seem rushed. So even before we found out about the security check, we asked for our cocktail hours to get pushed back because here, you know, and we hadn't moved our ceremony up yet. It was started at five and our cocktail hours was supposed to start at six. And we were just like, realistically, there's no way they're going to get there at six o'clock and we want a full hour. So we did kind of work in some buffer time in between all of the events to make sure we had time. And it really, it worked out so well. I think because of that, nothing was rushed at all. Another thing was because of our welcome party being 
outside, we were concerned with the weather and we ended up having to go inside and it ended up being so great. So that wasn't a big deal. But the one thing that actually concerned me the most, and this wasn't even about the wedding day itself, it was about the surrounding days because most of our guests made a vacation out of it. I was very concerned with how many people we had going that it was going to be very overwhelming and we were going to feel all this pressure to hang out with this group and this group and be pulled in this direction and all this stuff. And it wasn't going to be really enjoyable. And it wasn't the case at all. Everyone was so respectful of our time. We still managed to spend time with, I think, everybody across the whole weekend, which was such a great reason for us to have the welcome party. It was so stress-free. It really, everything was so seamless that weekend. So I definitely didn't need to worry about that at all. That's wonderful. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? No, I don't, I don't think so. It really, it was so perfect for us. I I wouldn't do anything differently. (laughs) Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Do the first look. If you are on the fence about it or if you haven't considered it, just do it. <laughs> I've had, I had so many friends, even with their own weddings, I would hear them talking like, oh, I hate first looks because it takes away from the moment you walk down the aisle. It does not take away from that moment. My husband cried both times. I was overwhelmed both times. They were both beautiful moments in their own way. So I'm, I would definitely suggest do it if you're on the fence about it. Another thing I would say is I know we all have our visions. We've all been waiting for this day for a long time. But I think lots of times people forget that our vendors and Disney, they're the experts for a reason. And we really shouldn't micromanage them because lots of times they can come up with things even better than we could. And so I really, I gave them certain ideas. I had colors or whatever in my head that I wanted them But I kind of let them just run with it and let them use their creativity. And they loved being able to do that. And, you know, along the way, if you want to change things, then that's fine. But I think being able to have that open dialogue with your vendors really allows the process to go much better and the turn everything to turn out even better. I would also suggest just be flexible. Another thing that COVID taught us planning a wedding during that time was you have to be flexible. Again, we all have our visions, but some things go wrong or don't go as we expect. And you kind of just have to roll with it and enjoy your day. And then the last thing I would say, and I know this is a piece of advice that so many people give, is to be present and you know soak in the whole day. And we had heard that a lot leading up to our wedding So we actually, in advance, because we didn't want to say, yeah, yeah, we'll be present. And then next thing we know, the day's over and go, oh my gosh, we don't really remember much. So we actually, in advance, came up with ways to make sure that we were present. So for example, during the ceremony, when the doors opened, I didn't walk down the aisle right away. I stood there for a couple of seconds and I just took it all in. I saw my soon-to-be husband crying. I looked at my aisle runner. I'd seen so many girls say, I didn't even know what my aisle runner looked like. I was going to make sure I saw what my aisle runner looked like. <laughs> and just looking around the room and seeing certain guests' faces smiling at me and whatnot, I'm just so glad I did that. And then even at the reception, there were a few times, like I said, the dance floor was packed the whole night and we were right in the middle of it. We removed ourselves from the dance floor, I mean, literally like once or twice, 
for a few minutes and just watched everybody and, and enjoyed watching everybody else have so much fun. And those are things we wouldn't have necessarily seen if we hadn't kind of taken a step back and soaked it all in. And there were other examples of that, but that's just a few off the top of my head, but just really soak it all in. It is such a special day and it really does go quickly. But if you soak it all in, you'll hopefully remember even more about it. And it kind of just slows the day down a little bit. So I'm really glad we did that. That's great advice. Well, Lauren, I think you've offered a ton of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married or having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much, Carrie. This was amazing. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. <laughs>